Hi, and welcome to Tea and Strumpets, a Regency Romance Review. I'm Zoe. And I'm Kelsey. Happy New Year, Kelsey. We are in 2023. How does it feel? Woohoo! It feels good. I mean, New Year, new me, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like overnight, boom, transformation. Boom. I'm doing all the things, got all the goals. I'm a whole new woman. Not actually. Yeah. <laughs> just still trying to struggle to clean my house like every other week. <laughs> yep. You are there with me. Um, I had something good happen to me today. I had ice cream. Yum. Yeah. It was Earl Grey flavored, and I felt oh like God. that was appropriate for our tea-titled podcast. Absolutely. I will say, actually, one of my favorite ice creams right now has been Thai tea. Ooh, mm-hmm. yum. Yeah. It's been really good. I don't find it very often, but when I do, I'm like, ooh, this is delicious. Yeah, it's interesting because we have a tea-titled podcast, but don't actually drink that much tea. I'm more of a coffee gal and I'm more of a just get the caffeine in me gal. (laughs) Whatever way, if you could just put it straight in the vein, that'd be great. (laughs) Yeah. But I've been drinking more tea this winter. I don't know why, um, but I'm into it. And I got my older daughter a small mug that has her name on it. And sometimes she likes to drink mint tea. It's so stinking cute. Oh my gosh. Adorable. Yes. So um, yeah, I think my year resolution is to continue to enjoy drinking tea. (laughs) Perfect. I will continue to enjoy drinking tea since that is what I mostly drink. Mm, Yeah. I'm going to try not to switch over to coffee because Lord knows that'd be a bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) A delicious one, but perhaps. Yeah, my heart can't handle it is the problem. (laughs) Well, we're back today with the second half of our list of the 23, 2023 historical romance releases that we just can't wait for. Yes. So these are the books we can't wait for. We probably missed a bunch. These are just the ones that we could currently find. There's probably more that will be announced later in the year that obviously we did not know when we were compiling this episode. So um, if you have a book that you think is good that we need to look out for and that we are excited about and want to share with us, you can email us at romancepod at gmail.com. So let us know. Definitely. We want to hear about all the books. So Kelsey, shall we take it away? We shall. We are back with number 14, which is a series I have never read and an author I have never read, which is The Dueling Duchess by Minerva Spencer, The Mm. Wicked Women of Whitechapel, number two. And this will be out May 23rd, 2023. When Cécile Tremblay lost everyone and everything in the French Revolution, she never imagined that she'd earn her living as a markswoman in a London circus. But Farnham's fantastical female, Farah, has become her home, her family, and her future. Another thing Cecile never imagined was becoming entangled with the man gossip columns call the darling of the ton. But mere weeks after her rejection of his insulting carte blanche and his infuriating engagement to an heiress, Darlington is back, this time to beg Cecile for help, and help him she will by teaching him about honest work and the right way to treat a woman. Gaius Darlington has always led a charmed life, until now. Suddenly, a long-lost heir has appeared to claim his title, possessions, and property. Not only that, but Gaius' fiancé has jilted him to marry the usurper. Yet there is a silver lining. It's no longer Gaius' duty to marry an heiress to save the dukedom. He's free to wed the woman he loves, if only he can earn her forgiveness. They say hell hath no fury like a woman scorned, but fury is just a step away from passion, and Guy knows just how to arouse Cecile's. 
How fun. Yeah, headed, right? Yes. Headed to the circus. I am uh, really interested in that. I mean, circuses are terrible and there's so many awful history things about them. However, um, there are a lot of wonderful people who worked and, you know, created these fantastical acts and I'm excited to read about it. Yes, absolutely. I thought this one was really intriguing and interesting. So, ooh la la. <laughs> yes. And next, we have a book that I'm really anticipating. An Island Princess Starts a Scandal by Adriana Herrera. Las Leonas number two. May 30th, 2023 is the date to look out for that one. So, one last summer, for Manuela del Carmen Caceres Galvan, the invitation to show her paintings at the 1889 Exposition Universelle came at the perfect time. Soon to be trapped in a loveless marriage, Manuela has given herself one last summer of freedom in Paris with her two best friends. One scandalous encounter. Cora Kempf Bristol, Duchess of Sunridge, is known for her ruthlessness in business. It's not money she chases, but power. When she sees the opportunity to secure Secure her position among her rivals, she does not hesitate. How difficult could it be to convince the mercurial Miss Caceres Galvan to part with a parcel of land she swore never to sell? One life-changing bargain. Tempted by Cora's offer, Manuela proposes a trade, her beloved land for a summer with the Duchess in her corner of Paris, a taste of the wild, carefree world that will soon be out of her reach. What follows thrills and terrifies Cora, igniting desires the Duchess long thought dead. As they fill their days indulging in a shared passion for the arts and their nights with dark and delicious deeds, the happiness that seemed impossible moves within reach, though claiming it would cause the greatest scandal Paris has seen in decades. I am, yeah, okay, take a drink because I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, right? I really am. Um, it's just. As Adriana said, all the best things happened in the 1880s in Paris. Yes, it is hopping. Yes. And what's also hopping is this next book, which luckily we don't have to wait for. It is The Notorious Lord Knightley by Lorraine Heath. The Chessmen, Masters of Seduction, number two. We had number one on the earlier list, and now she's coming out with the second one in the same oh, yeah. year. It's coming out like within six months. We okay. got this. Well, I'm very excited. Oh, dang yes. it. Take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is coming out on June 6, 2023. A scandalous book by an anonymous author takes London by storm, and everyone is convinced its villainous Lord Kay is the greatly admired Earl of Knightley. Heartbroken after he left her at the altar, Miss Regina Leyland impulsively sought revenge by revealing the true knightly to the world, but never expected the uproar to bring enemies to her door. To keep her identity hidden, she must trust the one man with the power to destroy her. Furious to be the object of notoriety and gossip, Knightley confronts the lady he suspects of penning the tome, only to discover she is no longer the naive innocent he was forced to betray, but a woman of strength and conviction who will bow before no man. Knightley and Regina pretend a reconciliation to salvage their reputations and throw the ton off their scent, but false friendship soon turns to powerful passion. When truths emerge, threatening all they hold deal, they must face the consequences of their past if their story is ever to deserve its happily ever after. Ooh, that one seems a little darker than the, the first one. Yeah, so we have Bishop and now we have Knight. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Next, we have another author that I have not read, and this is Bookshop Cinderella by Laura Lee Girk, Scandal at the Savoy, number one. Or did we read her for the podcast? We definitely talked about her name. I love her. Oh, that's I've read a bunch of her books. I love her. So I was really excited to see this. Take a drink, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it features a character with my second daughter's name. So here we go. (laughs) Scandal at the Savoy, number one. And this one is coming out June 20th, 2023. Evie Harlow runs a quaint little bookshop in London, which is the biggest adventure an unmarried woman with no prospects could hope for, until Maximilian Shaw, Duke of Westbourne, saunters into her shop with a proposition. To win a bet with his friends, he'll turn her into the diamond of the season. The Duke might be devilishly attractive, but Evie has no intention of accepting his ludicrous offer. When disaster strikes her shop, however, she's left with little choice but to let herself be whisked into his high society world. Always happy to help a lady in distress, Max thinks he's saving Evie from her dull spinster's life. He'll help her find a husband and congratulate himself on a job well done. But as shy Evie becomes the shining star he always knew she could be, she somehow steals his heart. And when her reputation is threatened, can Max convince her to choose a glittering a glittering aristocratic life with him over the cozy comfort of her bookshop? No. Nope. With- I want the bookshop. Yeah, bookshop, please. (laughs) Um, It's interesting. It's like she's all that and like it's more like she's all that than just Pygmalion and My Fair Lady. It's I mean, which is she's all that is derived from that. She's all that is based on that, but it very she's all that. Yeah, it is. And I think there's another she's all that later. uh, I guess that's just the the that's just the book of the year. Or, I don't yeah, know. It's all Margaret's and she's all that. So. There you go. <laughs> uh, yes. And so our next book is by an author we've actually already talked about Woo. so far in part one. And this book is Mortal Follies by Alexis Hall. And as far as I can tell, this is a standalone and it'll be out June 11th, 2023. It is the year 1814, and a life for a young lady of good breeding has many difficulties. There are balls to attend, fashions to follow, marriages to consider, and of course, the tiny complication of existing in a world swarming with fairy spirits, interfering deities, and actual straight-up sorcerers. Miss Maylis Mitchellmore finds her entry into high society hindered by an irritating curse. It begins innocuously enough with her dress slowly unmaking itself over the course of an evening at a high-profile ball a scandal she narrowly manages to escape. However, as the curse progresses to more fatal proportions, Miss Mitchell-Moore must seek out aid, even if it means mixing with undesirable company. And there are few less desirable than Lady Georgiana Landrake, a brooding, alluring young woman, sardonically nicknamed the Duke of Annadale, who may or may not have murdered her own father and brothers to inherit their fortune. If one is to believe the gossip, she might be some kind of malign enchantress. Then again, a malign enchantress might be exactly what Miss Mitchell-Moore needs. With the Duke's help, Miss Mitchell-Moore delves into a world of angry gods and vindictive magic, keen to unmask the perpetrator of their other of these otherworldly attacks. But Miss Mitchell-Moore's reputation is not the only thing at risk in spending time with her new ally, for the rumored witch has her own secrets that may prove dangerous to Miss Mitchell-Moore's heart, not to mention her life. Okay, I know that it's got a lot of magic in it. We have a couple that have some, like, you know, fantasy elements in it, but, like, I don't care. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And, I mean, you get a lot of, like, there's tons of fantasy romance, um, but, like, fantasy regency romance 
not always the case. So, (laughs) like, I will take any fantasy Regency romance I can get. Yes. And now we have another kind of wild card for our list. This one is called Bellegarde by Jamie Lilac. And this is a debut novel uh, that I found. And it's there's not a full summary for it yet, but it is uh, due to be published on July 11th, 2023. And here is a little blurb about the book. Jamie Lilac's debut, Bellegarde, which has been pitched as She's All That reimagined in 18th century France, is a historical rom-com with a modern twist in which a second-born son makes a deal. If he can turn the unapproachable baker's daughter into the winner of the court ball, making her the most desired bachelorette in Paris, he inherits the family fortune. But his target has plans of her own. And this is a young adult novel. So I just think it's really kind of a fun young adult Regency-ish. I guess 18th century is the 1700s. So it's before Regency. Um, So it's definitely like... The most wild card of our list, but yes, I just we're, wanted to we're, include we're it. We're entitling this. We have a couple extras on our list, so we're going to call this our bonus book. Yeah, this is our <laughs> bonus book for sure. <laughs> and before we get back into our regular books, shall we quickly adjourn to the parlor? We shall. And hello, everyone. Welcome to the parlor. Today, we do have a special guest in the parlor. Would you like to say hello? Yeah. Yeah? Can you say hello? Can you say it with your mouth? Hello. (laughs) Hello. Sarah is joining us uh, for right now. So we just have a few things to talk to you about today, the first of which uh, being our first 2023 Patreon goal. It is a very attainable goal, and we only need a handful of you to help us reach it. We are hoping to expand our Patreon community to 25 patrons, um, and so we have a few few different levels, one of which may interest you. Yes. So things start out at our lowest tier, which is just the ton. And you can be entered into those hallowed halls by as little as $3 a month. Um, With $3 a month, you get a personalized thank you card, as well as a bookmark and a sticker, as well as our undying love and gratitude. Um, Hi, Missy Miss. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then from there, we have some other rewards based on how much you are willing to give. Our 25 goal does not mention what tiers they're in. We just want 25 total because we figured that was a good attainable goal to start 2023. Yeah, like we were we're trying to come up with some small like stepping stones. And then also, of course, we have larger goals uh, for our Patreon and the podcast. Um, And we also have a $5 a month uh, membership and a $10 a month membership. And the $5 will get you into our quarterly Zooms. We just had our winter one, which was super fun and fabulous. And I can't wait for our spring one, uh, which more details to come in the next month. And then our $10 a month uh, donors get to choose a book for the podcast. And we're going to have one of those episodes coming up probably in February, maybe in March. Um, So That is uh, one of my new favorite things because we've had some really great discussions and books chosen uh, 
by our patrons. So um, you can head over to patreon.com slash T as in Tom and as in Nancy Strumpets to find out more about that. Yes, once we reach our goal, we will be doing a Patreon-only episode with a Patreon choice book, which we will give more details about when we hit our goal. Um, So um, on that note, that's our big goal. That's our big push. But we also would like to hear from you, our listeners. Even if you're not able to become a patron right now, you could really help us out by filling out our 2022 survey. We're hoping to push and get some advertisers, but we want to get some information from you about where you think we should be going. You can find that survey at bit.ly slash T as in Tom, N as in Nancy, S as in Sarah, 2022 <laughs> survey. Yes. And if you want to find us anywhere else on social media, we're at Tia's and Tom and is in Nancy Strumpets. And we also have a website, romancepod at gmail.com. And there, that would be an email address, not a website. Our website is just <laughs> simply romancepod.com. Uh, and there you can find episodes, more information about us, and an accompanying blog post to this episode, which is going to have links to all the books, as well as descriptions and covers to help you uh, remember which book you wanted to pre-order, unless you just want to do all of them, because you can do that too. (laughs) All right. So as we're starting to wind down our list, we are coming to one that I am anticipating, which is Never Met a Duke Like You by Amelie Howard, Taming the Dukes, number two. And that will be coming out July 18th, 2023. Lady Vesper Lindhurst is beautiful, clever, and popular. Afforded every luxury as a duke's daughter, she fills her days with friends, intrigues, and a self-professed knack for matchmaking. She may have sworn off love for herself, but she is rather excellent at arranging it. Faced with an insolvent estate, the Duke of Raiden has no choice but to return to England for a final attempt to revive his family's fortune. He's been gone for years, happy to have escaped his mother and petty circles of the ton. To his dismay, not much has changed, including the beautiful, vexing heiress next door. But when an accident of fate traps the friends turned enemies in an attic together, the explosive attraction between them becomes impossible to ignore and even harder to resist. They are total opposites and their lives don't align in the slightest, but fate, the ultimate matchmaker, appears to have other plans. Ooh, and am I correct to say that you've read this one already? I haven't read this one. I read the one previous to it. Yeah, okay. Oh, cool. And you were really really in love with that one. I really was. It was really sweet, but it was still interesting, and um, I loved the characters uh, a lot. And so, um, you know, by the end of it, you know, there was a gal pal group, and I was like, I need to know all the stories of the gal pal group now. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, that's how they get us, and I love it every time. Well, speaking of some gal pals, it sounds like our next book is going to be similarly gal palish. Uh, it is Not That Duke by Eloisa James because the series is The Would Be Wallflowers number three. And this is expected July 25th, 2023. And to be honest, I haven't read The Would Be Wallflowers one and two, which is great for me because that means I have two Eloisa James that I could pick up today. (laughs) There you go. Um, I did read number two not too long ago and it was really cute. I think I liked number two almost better than number one. Hmm. 
but um, I really, really enjoyed both of them. All right. Well, this one says, the Duke of Huntington has no interest in an eccentric redhead who frowns at him over her spectacles until he realizes that she is the only possible duchess for him. Uh, bespectacled and freckled, Lady Stella Corsham at least has a dowry that has attracted a crowd of fortune-hunting suitors, which definitely doesn't include the sinfully handsome Sylvester Parnell, Duke of Huntington, who laughingly calls her Specs as he chases after elegant rivals. And then the worst happens. Marriage. To a duke. To the duke. To a man marrying her for all the wrong reasons. How can Sylvester possibly convince Stella that he's fallen in love with the quirky woman he married, especially after she laughingly announces that she's in love, but not with that duke, not with her husband? <laughs> Isn't there a big thing where we're talking about the men who fall, the man who falls first? Oh, I don't know what you mean by big thing, but... Uh, I don't know. I feel like maybe that's just been what the Instagram algorithm has been sending to me. Mm. But like all the bookstagrammers are all about like the men who the men who fall first. I, and that's like one of the sexier tropes because the man's like pursuing the woman like, yes, you're it. And she's like, who are you? <laughs> I love that because I, I don't know. I guess I'm tired of the like... Oh, he realized he was so he actually he was in love with her. Angry. His heart had oh, yeah. God and like oh, yeah. da, 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 da. so I think exactly. there's something like fresher uh, right now with the man falling first. Like I think I'm feeling like I, I enjoy that a lot. So that one does sound mm-hmm. really good. Also Sylvester, I think I know, that's the great first name. Sylvester I've read in historical I would, romance. Honestly, that I don't think I've read a Sylvester. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Sarah? <laughs> Did you read a Sylvester? None of your books have a Sylvester in them, do they? No. <laughs> you can talk. What do you want to say? People behind peace. Oh, slip her back on. I'll help her with okay. that. Okay. There you Excellent. go. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> a girl who knows what she wants. Uh, <laughs> um, that might not be true for this next lady. So our next book is How to Tame a Wild Rogue by Julie Ann Long. The Palace of Rogues 6. I can't believe there's been six of these books already. And I love all of them. Oh, all of them. See, I'm behind. I think I've only read the first three or four. I have oh so much gosh. reading to do. <laughs> the last couple have been like really fantastic. Oh, yay. Because they're the ones that even Julianne Long was like, I'm in love with these books. <laughs> Shoot, dang, you're right. And I haven't read them. Oh, my. Okay, well, I know what I'm checking out. You've got a lot going on, okay? Okay, what, but I just need to, like, write this down somewhere here. Sarah, this is my notebook. I'll write this down in my notebook so I don't forget which book to read, okay? You too. Cool. Okay, you're going to write it too? Okay, here we go. Perfect. Um, so this is her latest installment, A Palace of Rogues. He clawed his way up from the gutters of St. Giles, 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 Giles. <laughs> it's Giles, Kelsey. Oh God! Every time I'm like, I feel like I'm getting the hang of it, and then I see the word and I panic. <laughs> he clawed his way up from the gutters of Saint Giles to the top of a shadowy empire. Feared and fearsome, battered and brilliant, nothing shocks Lorcan Saint Ledger. Not even the discovery of an aristocratic woman escaping out a window near the London docks on the eve of the storm of the decade. They find shelter at a boarding house called the Grand Palace on the Thames, only to find greater dangers await inside. Desperate, destitute, and jilted, Lady Daphne Worth knows the clock is ticking on her last chance to save herself and her family, an offer of a loveless marriage. 
But while the storm rages and roads flood, she and the rogue who rescued her must pose as husband and wife in order to share the only available suite. Crackling enmity gives way to incendiary desire and certain heartbreak. Lorcan is everything she never dreamed she'd wanted, but he can never be what she needs. But risk is child's play to St. Ledger, and if the stakes are a lifetime of loving and being loved by Daphne, he'll move any mountain, confront any old nemesis to turn never into forever. That is a great description. It is a great description. My goodness. Like, ooh. Yeah, there's like good um, cadence and there's some alliteration in there and there's like some really, good verbiage. Yeah, into it, never into forever. I mean, it's simple, but it is effective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, well, I can't tell you how excited I am about this next book. Yeah, yeah. Are you excited too? Sarah, do you like books? Yeah. 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 Love books. Well, this book is called Marry Me at Midnight by Felicia Grossman. And this is Once Upon the East End number one. And it is expected August 8th, 2023. Every love story begins with Once Upon a Time. London, 1832. Isabel Lyra may be in distress, but she's no damsel. Since her father's death, his former partners have sought to oust her from their joint equity business. Her only choice is to marry, and fast, to a powerful ally outside the respected Barab family's sphere of influence. Only finding the right spouse will require casting a wide net, so she'll host a series of festivals to which every eligible Jewish man is invited. Once Aaron Ellenberg longed to have a family of his own, but as the synagogue custodian, he is too poor for wishes and not foolish enough for dreams, until the bold, beautiful Isabel Lyra presents him with an irresistible offer. If he ensures her favorite suitors have no hidden loyalties to the bur- Barabs, she will provide him with money for a new life. Yet the transaction provides... Uh, provides surprising temptation as Aaron and Isabel find caring and passion in the last person they each expected. Only a future for them is impossible, for heiresses don't marry orphans, and love only conquers in children's tales. But if Isabel can find the courage to trust her heart, she'll discover anything is possible, if only she says yes. Oh my gosh, I am so excited we've got a new Jewish Victorian. It's not a Regency, but it is the same to it's me. Close. <laughs> it's close. It's set in London. I'm so excited. Felicia Grossman, I have yet to read her book set in America, but I hear amazing things. And I am and just... And now she's playing right into your favorite genre. <laughs> yes. She's giving me what I've been hoping for and looking for, and I'm so excited about it. Um, so anyhow, yeah, I can't wait to read this book. And the um, the character on the front, he's wearing a kippah which, or a yarmulke, whatever way you like to per- say it. Um, and so like, just I just am excited to see something like this coming out. This is really exciting, and I love the premise of the story, too, especially when it's um, rich girl and poor boy instead of the typical rich boy, poor girl. I'm very excited. But I mean, this one, we're all waiting for. Yes. Uh, this there's, next one. There's also like four drinks people need to take because you and I both yeah, had a lot of just excited. Just take shots, people. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Um, <laughs> this next one is Knockout by Sarah McLean, Hell's Bells number three, and this is out all the way in August 22nd, 2023. With her head full of wild curls and wilder ideas in an unabashed love of experiments and explosive, society has labeled Lady Imogen Loveless peculiar and doesn't know she's one of the Hell's Bells, a group of vigilantes operating outside the notice of most of London. 
Thomas Peck is not most of London. The brilliant detective fought his way off the streets and into a promising career through sheer force of will and a keen ability to see things others miss, like the fact that Imogen isn't peculiar. She's pandemonium. If you ask him, she requires a keeper. When her powerful family discovers her late night activities, they couldn't agree more, and they know just the man for the task. Thomas wants nothing to do with guarding Imogen. He's a grown man with a proper job and no time for the lady's incendiary chaos, no matter how lushly it's packaged. But some assignments are too explosive to pass up, and the gruff detective is soon caught up in Imogen's world full of her bold smiles and burning secrets and a fiery passion that threatens to consume them all. Ooh, I am so excited for Imogen's book. Also, the cover of this one is stunning. Yes, it's featured prominently, and pro- it's featured prominently. There, that's the word I was looking for in our YouTube visual. Yeah, I have really enjoyed the Hell Bell- Hell's Bells series, and I feel like more excited about this one. I remember so that my first, the first one was my favorite of the two. Um, the mm-hmm. second one I thought was really good, but um, I don't know. I just didn't connect with it quite as as much. It felt like a little. I don't know. I, I just didn't connect with it quite as much. Um, but this one, I'm really excited about Imogen. Like, I love her character. And I, I love... I think we've been teasing this. Like, Sarah McLean's been teasing this relationship between Imogen and the, Imogen and the detective yep. for quite a while now. So I feel like in this case, we've already had a bit of buildup. So it makes reading the book even more exciting. Versus, I think, number two, we hadn't really... S- or they had barely seen the two characters interact. We knew about the characters, but we hadn't really seen them interact versus this one. She's already like loves Thomas anyway and loves teasing him. Uh And she's like, and he's like, oh God, this woman. Yes. (laughs) And speaking of women we have been reading about in books for a while now are last and 24th books. We have one extra, like we said, because we had the, we called the YA Bell Guard our, our bonus book. Our bonus book. So this is technically number 23? 24. No, because we did oh, a bonus book and you labeled all of them. So it's technically number 23. You're right. right. You're right. Okay. So our 23rd <laughs> and final uh, book that we have on this list is the gentle mainly also because there was like we could barely find any books with descriptions after September. <laughs> this is true. And maybe in June, here's an idea. Maybe in June we should do a little bonus episode of like new uh, you know, second half of the year. What's coming out yeah. second of yeah, that'd be good. Cause this book too almost couldn't make it in, but literally Evie Dunmore just posted the description on Instagram. Woo! Yeah. So I was able to add it. When I was first looking uh, for this list, it wasn't up. And I was just like. It doesn't even have a full cover yet. But it had, it just got a description. So like it made it into the list. Otherwise it was going to be a, it's coming out, but there's no description. And that wouldn't be fun to to end on. But this book is The Gentleman's Gambit by Evie Dunmore, A League of Extraordinary Women number four. And this is expected September 19th, 2023. Bookish suffragist Katrina Campbell is busy. An ailing estate, academic writer's block, a tense time for England's women's rights campaign. The last thing she needs is to be stuck playing host to her father's distractingly attractive young colleague. Deeply introverted, Katrina lives for her work at Oxford and her fight for women's suffrage. She dreams of romance too, but since all her attempts at love have ended badly, she now keeps her desires firmly locked inside her head until she climbs out of a Scottish lock after a good swim and finds herself rather exposed to her new colleague. 
Elias Corey has wheedled his way into Professor Campbell's circle under false pretenses. He did not come to Oxford to classify ancient artifacts. He is determined to take them back to his homeland in the Middle East. Winning Katrina's favor could be the key to his success. Unfortunately, seducing the coolly intense lady scholar quickly becomes a mission in itself and his well-laid plans are in danger of derailing. Forced into close proximity in Oxford's hallowed halls, two very different people have to face the fact that they might just be a perfect match. Soon, a risky new game begins that asks Katrina one more time to put her heart and her wildest dreams at stake. Oh, I'm so excited. So we have an interview with Evie Dunmore. It was our first. It was it was second. one of our first or not. It was not. Yeah, it was one of our first, yeah. um, especially for full length book. Yeah. And it was not a well, a book that was coming out because I think we talked to her like right as it was coming out. Yeah, because it was getting so much attention. It was like one of the first illustrated covers for a historical romance. Anyhow, it's definitely worth a listen. And she, I think, at some point talked about that she only like we we talked about Peregrine she, and Katrina or something. And she was like, Oh, that like never crossed my mind or Peregrine's book or something. And she wasn't even sure who Katrina was gonna be paired with at that point. Yes. Like she even said she's like, I have three books in my head. Like I haven't actually thought about Katrina's yes. book yet. It, or if she's going to have one. And we were both like, Oh, she has to have yes. one. Yes. So here it is. <laughs> so exciting. And I am really excited. I'm going to have some conjecture here. I believe that Evie Dunmore has said, and I'm so sorry if I'm misremembering, but I believe she has said that her family is from Lebanon. And so I'm imagining that Elias is probably from around there in the Middle East. Um, And so this is really fascinating about the returning of artifacts. Um, You know, that's a, that's a modern conversation. That's like very, you know, um, yes, a modern conversation, but clearly obviously was not just a modern problem. No, 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 no. Something that's been argued about for, you know, since Since, the British started taking things. Yeah. (laughs) Or since all the Western countries started taking things. Since anybody took anything from anybody else, uh, people have always said, hey, that's mine. I want it back. (laughs) So, yeah. So for sure. But I just mean like it's really interesting too that it's such a current issue um, Mm -hmm. that is coming up in this historical romance. I love that. I love that when you have the parallel, right, of something like yeah. that. Um, and I'm just like super excited to read this book. I didn't even, I didn't get to read the description yet because as I said, when I looked for it, it didn't exist. Uh, yes. I only happened to come across it on Instagram, which is why I knew it existed. Yay. Um, and I had to find it not I don't even think I found it on like Goodreads. The description's not even on Goodreads yet. Like I had to get it somewhere else. But I was like, I know there's a description. I read it on Evie Dunmore's Instagram. Um, Awesome. But yeah, I'm really excited. I love, you know, I think we've always loved that, you know, this book takes place at Oxford and that the women are just as smart as the men and are looking to improve. And, you know, even though they can't get the university degree, you know, they're at least like, doing all the work for a university degree. Yeah. It's a really fun series, and I think I'm the most excited about Katrina's book. (laughs) I'm really – you know, it's really funny, Zoe, is because, like, we've talked about all these books, and I will say I feel like I'm going to get the biggest history lesson from this book, which makes me really excited. Part of the reason I love historicals is because – I get to learn things. And so I feel like this book is going to have a lot of interesting tidbits about history and about different cultures and artifacts. And I'm really excited. (laughs) Me too. 
Well, Kelsey, as we said before we started talking about this book, this was the last book on our list. But as this is the end of our list episode, we still have another piece of business, which is to pick a book from this list to do on the podcast. And I have to say, I was just looking through the list. I have like five I want to do. (laughs) So I'm not sure how we're going to pick, but I think we should each bring a couple of considerations here and then see if we can pick one. Um, And then listeners, no promises. We might end up doing more than one. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I think. Okay. Um, I saw your two choices right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So everybody, Zoe's choices are or not of her narrowed down list, mm-hmm. she has suggested Anna Maria and the Fox or something spectacular. And the reason also that I wanted to put these two forward is because they're in the first half of the year. And I think like waiting all the way until like November to do a book from this list seems a really long time to like choose one and wait a year to do it. That's fair. I would suggest... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm down for either of those. My other suggestions would be, and we could do this as a second part of the year, because I definitely want to read Marry Me at midnight. Me too. And I definitely would love to try out The Dueling Duchess. Which one is that one? The Lady Marksman in the Circus. Oh my gosh, yes. Wh- which Who's that one by? I'm looking. Minerva Spencer. Minerva, control F, M-I-N-E-R-V-A. Okay, so- The Wicked Women of Whitechapel. Okay. Well, we have to – I definitely want to revisit Minerva Spencer as a – we should maybe talk about her for the podcast. But what if we pick um, – We could always put either of those other ones in New Author November. Yeah. (laughs) Although I think except for Alexis Hall, these would all be new authors. (laughs) That's the thing. So that's what I was thinking. I was thinking maybe we do as excited as I am for something spectacular and the representation that Alexis Hall is bringing there. We did one of his books last year. So what Mm -hmm. if we commit to reading Anna Maria and the Fox? Because we haven't um, read Liliana de Rosa. I would really love to read that book. It sounds so interesting. I love a Mexican heiress and a British politician from the streets. Um, I love the concept. And so I would 100% agree we should read that one. All right. So that comes out April 4th. So we will read that either at the end of April or the beginning of May. That's when we're going to have to wait. It's not too long from now, but it's not too far. Um, Well, maybe we could see if we can get an arc. We could. We absolutely could get an arc. That, we well, I shouldn't say we could absolutely, but we could absolutely request an arc and see what happens. Um, And then, yeah, I'm, I'm really into Marry Me at Midnight for new author November. I think that comes out in August. August, September, yes. October, November. Oh, that's too far. That's simply too far. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, how about this? We've chosen Anna Maria and the Fox, and those other three might end up on the podcast too. <laughs> they might just end up on the podcast as well, which would be fantastic. I'm into it. I'm here for it. Um, as we said, we're excited for all these books. Every time I'm like, yeah, gonna read that one. Yeah, gonna read that one. My pre-order list has gotten a little insane. Um, Ooh, <laughs> not gonna lie. <laughs> 
I think we've come up with a great choice from this list. I am also really into the idea of doing a little mid-year update to see if there Mm -hmm. are some additional new releases to talk about. And then um, I think we should commit to doing an end of the year uh, bonus where we just talk about how many of these books we actually got to. (laughs) I would think, I think we should totally do that. And fingers crossed, maybe some of the books that are projected to be out in 2024, maybe they project to come out later this year. Fingers crossed, everybody. I don't know if I can wait till 2024 for some of the books I want to read. (laughs) Seriously. And if you want to pick up any of the books or learn more about them that you heard in this podcast, as well as support us, you can head to our blog post to find all of that information. And we will link to that in the show notes. So Kelsey, do you know what we're doing next time? I've got no idea, Zoe. None whatsoever. What are we doing next time? So, well, uh, we've kind of already done it. And by we, I mean you, because next time we are going to be airing the audio from the Historical Romance Retreat panel that Kelsey did with Amelie Howard, Jennifer Ashley, and Jade Lee. And that is called Bringing the Past into the Present, Historical Romance for the Modern Reader. So I hope I'm not over-promising because I was having a hard time getting that uh, onto my computer. But, you know, when I actually can focus and get it done, I've got a, I've got a month. I've got a month. I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a really fun panel to re uh, to do, and it was really great to chat with these authors, and we got some good audience questions. Um, there's some really interesting chats about the publishing industry and how it's um, been evolving, especially in the last you know 15, 20 years. So really was a lot of fun and a lot of really good insights. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it. And if you want to see it, we actually do have video of the panel as well. We're going to be putting that up on YouTube. It is, you know, taken from the side, just one angle of iPhone video. Yeah, it's an iPhone propped on a chair, guys. Sorry, it's not great. (laughs) (laughs) But it's something and you can still see everybody talking and hear everybody really well. So that is also going to be available on YouTube the same day that our episode comes out. So with no further ado, Thank you so much for listening. We hope you are as excited, take a drink, (laughs) as we are about all of the books to come this year. And join us next time as Kelsey talks about bringing the past into the present historical romance for the modern reader. And may all your ever afters end happily. (laughs) 